0: Hello and welcome back to The Wicked Ones. This is Tara. And this is Jen. What's going on? Not too much, you know. It's always Groundhog's Day. I
1: know. Uh, Still. I was looking at my countdown low today, uh, this morning for my Peloton, and it will actually arrive the day that this episode drops. So January Yay!
0: 25th is the big day. Yay. I, I bet can. you are so excited. Do you have like a spot all picked out? And- well, we know the basins
1: <laughs> of it, so we're working on that. But it was funny because last night Steve asked if he sent, he's, oh, did I send you an email about the Peloton? Do you know? Uh, I have to figure out what day it's going to arrive. And I was all January 25th and 16 days.
0: And he-, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh. He's like, not that you're
1: keeping track that's kind of creepy you're like like, hell yeah I
0: have the countdown app you didn't even (laughs) count down to when we were getting married (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) I know I got mine in my phone too
1: so that's exciting it's gonna help me and it work towards my health goals
0: yes my word nourish yeah absolutely I know I'm excited I feel like I'm doing I'm doing okay work I'm getting back into my workouts and trying to you know keep eating healthy which isn't always fun there's so many times I'm like making my snacks and I'm like oh this sucks peppers again cucumbers again turkey wrap cheese <laughs> like, yeah gets old quick you know and then you eat it and you feel like you're still starving but I, I know. I've been doing a good job of sticking with it so far so
1: I think your taste buds have to get used to it I agree. You have to detox from all that sugar. I agree.
0: Because I'm not, I really don't feel like I'm usually a sugar person. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my desserts, but it's not something that I crave throughout the day usually. But the holidays, they kill me. I just, it takes me such a long time to not reach for those, you know, just M&Ms that are sitting around or the, the extra caramels. People buy those big, huge things from. You know, Sam and Costco those caramel, the salted caramels. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! The ones you crap. try to like, drop off here. five. Yeah. Sure, yeah. to to here, I'm sure. just gonna bring you a bag.
1: <laughs> no more, no more. Yeah, yeah that Very and tempting. then, uh, Dry January. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've Jumped on that train.
0: Oh, good later for you!
1: After we had our New Year's weekend, mm-hmm. but then I'm doing yeah. Dry January.
0: Uh, we'll see how long it lasts, but. <gasps> I am not. I didn't, I didn't take that away from myself yet.
1: <laughs> I was like, there's okay. so many
0: restrictions. Oh, I'm going to yes. still have a glass of wine once in a while, but it hasn't been, hasn't been a lot. Yeah. So. I think that's okay.
1: You know me. I love my opportunities to reset or detox. Mm-hmm. I, am I love them. I'm a day counter. I'm Yeah. A- like, you know well
0: when you go you goals. go full on like you go full force into whatever you're doing there's no i'm a six wing five <laughs> it's <you> compulsive. <laughs> and i have like negotiations <laughs> with myself like okay but it's okay if you have you know one little dessert here because you worked really hard all week and maybe yeah. a glass of wine i know how it's i don't live in the gray but... area <laughs> there's a lot of gray in my house <laughs> <laughs> that's okay yeah. we balance each other out yeah uh,
1: so I know this month we said we were going to talk, go along those lines as well, right? Mm-hmm. Health and new you and new oh, yeah. me, all that stuff. So today's going to be a little bit different than what we've done. I told you. Yes. So it's, uh, January is human trafficking awareness month. And a few years ago I came by a story that really caught my attention and it's, it caused me, it really took me to look deeper into human trafficking uh-huh. and that world is not completely eye-opening I
0: (gasps) thought I knew but I didn't Mm -hmm. it's one of
1: those ignorance
0: oh yeah I hear that from a lot of people that know just a little like we always say that it's in bits yeah it's and this is even
1: more so this story like I said it just it stopped me dead in my Mm -hmm. tracks it did not even I didn't even this this like this story just never even crossed my mind and so what's like when I thought of human trafficking, what's the first thing that you think when you think when someone brings up human trafficking, like what would you picture or how would you define it?
0: Well, I have looked into it a little bit since we talked, you know, the, I'm sure it probably was a story back then that brought me into looking a little bit more, although I will admit that before that. When I thought of human trafficking, I always thought of children getting kidnapped off the streets and taken and like being sold somewhere in like a big truck. Like that was no, my yeah. right. No. That was like my thought of like, oh my god, I have to keep my children safe because someone's gonna come into our yard and snatch them up and I'll never see them again. And it's like a, it's like a mom's worst fear. No, I mean, it's, parents. Worst it's fear.
1: just I think it's what is exploited mm. on media, right? yeah, in the movies that's what you think. and book covers. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the real definition of human trafficking I got from CRS.org, and it defines human trafficking as the act of recruiting, harboring, transporting, providing, or obtaining a person for compelled labor or commercial sex acts through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. It's important to note, though, that human trafficking can include, but does not require, movement. You can be a victim of human trafficking in your own hometown. hmm at the heart of human trafficking is the trafficker's goal of exploitation and enslavement, also known as modern day slavery.
0: Yeah.
1: So I think the key here for me was that it doesn't require movement. Mhm. Like you said, and it's hard for me to admit, but in the past I always pictured this child or young person being kidnapped off the street somehow yeah. somewhere transferred to another country, sold for whatever purpose right. being sold for in this and I always imagined it happening, although the child was abducted here, but it happening in some faraway place.
0: Yeah. well, it's That's also, where the bad
1: things were going to happen.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it also brings to mind other stories that we've talked about and why I don't think I'll ever take another cruise. Yes. Because I feel like people are, you know, you're in international waters and this is like no a apply. Prime... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. We need to do a whole... Right.
0: We do. ...segment
1: on that. Uh, so... I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed by that now that I know so much more, but that's why we're here, right? Because yeah. we want to share these stories and educate Absolutely. ourselves and others on what really is happening. And this story is is definitely one of those that will, will bring light to that situation. Um, and there's also different types of human trafficking. Obviously, the one we focus on a lot is sex trafficking. So although more than half of the victims are female, uh, the others are offer un- underreported. They're being sold into domestic servitude, forced marriage, organs, Ooh. Uh, sex trade, warfare, child soldiering, forced begging, especially in children. They'll yeah. kidnap kids to beg. Oh. And forced criminal activity and debt bondage. So I guess also in my head, I didn't really think of all those other things. Mm-hmm. I yeah. always just out of it as sex trafficking.
0: Yeah, tunnel vision for me too yeah
1: right mm-hmm. and so it's very there's I could go on and on and on but um we'll save that for another month.
0: <laughs> and so today I'm gonna tell
1: you the story, the story of Jen Spry. She was only eight years old when she became a victim of sex trafficking but wouldn't realize it for decades. <sighs> okay. Spry and her sister were raised by their mom in a family-friendly middle class suburban neighborhood in Philadelphia where all the neighbors knew each other and greeted one another. Uh, her mom did everything she knew to protect her and her sister. She sent them to a private school, always made sure she was home in time for the bus, the church playground they could play at, but wherever they went, they had to hear their mom call, so they couldn't yeah. go, you know, right? It's that, oh, so yeah. You can only go to the mailbox, and you have to turn uh-huh. around.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, one day, while Spry was playing at the church playground with her cousin, they were approached by a man and asked them if they had seen a little dog. The man pretended to look for the dog, and then after a little while, he approached the girls and asked for help. He offered to pay them. He appeared very worried, and he had said that he didn't want the dog to be scared, and it was important he found the dog before it got dark.
0: Mm-hmm. Our kids would have, oh.
1: Oh, they would have been crying with the guy. hmm Spry said that she felt bad, so her and her cousin stopped playing and helped him look for the dog. They never found the dog, but the man invited her and her cousin into his home for lemonade and cookies to thank them. <sighs> he told them to climb the fire escape and enter through the third floor window.
0: Okay, because that's normal.
1: I Stella would have been like, F you, I ain't climbing no fire escape, <laughs> bring the cookies outside.
0: But... And Ava would have been like, that's too tall for me. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> I'm eyes. not going to be going there.
1: Julia would be like, I'll go up there and bring them down for everybody. Julia's just,
0: like the gymnast. I of... could
1: just see the, I mean, no jokes, as joking aside, it, yeah. it very, I mean, it's kind of typical
0: no, it, story. The yeah, dog story. I always... yeah. The dog story is one that we talk about a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot. So while inside, they sat on the couch and Spry sees hundreds of pictures of little kids undressed and doing sexual
0: acts.
1: (sighs) So she freaks out. She, you know, slams down her lemonade, goes out the window and down the fire escape to her backyard. There, her and her cousin make a promise to each other never to return to that place. But they did return to the church playground where the man who only lived right next door found them. And he walked outside with his arm full of toys and he apologized. He said he didn't want to scare them and he still wanted to thank them for their help looking for his dog. So he left the toys at the bottom of the fire escape and went back inside because they were apprehensive. They Mm -hmm. still, he was saying all these things, but they didn't move from the playground. She said her and her cousin counted to three and then they ran towards his house, snatching up all the gifts at the end of the fire escape. Once home, Spry offered her six-year-old sister any toy she wanted to keep her quiet about the gifts because she knew that uh, she yeah. would rat her out. She knew taking the gifts was wrong so much that she even stuffed the packaging into her grandfather's garbage can who lived next door and hid oh. some of the toys from her okay. mother. Yeah. She, knew she knew her gut instinct was uh-huh. this wasn't right. Two weeks later, Spry and her cousin head back to the playground the man approached her and said he wanted to take a picture of her. Mm. He even offered, offered to pay her. She said she felt kind of obligated because she had taken the toys that he had left. Yeah. It's,
0: God. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. No, but I get, I get that. With yeah. a kid, you're probably mm-hmm. like, I mean, I understand. Yeah.
1: She was kind of proud of herself because she negotiated a price that sounded like a m- lot of money for her to really do nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then he took the picture of her in his yard on, her, on his picnic table. She had to wear a dirty red shirt, which she later would realize was a clue to traffickers that she was a young girl. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm. In her head, all the pictures seemed innocent. But taking money for them, she had a feeling there was something wrong, yeah. that it wasn't right. She never told anybody about the man taking her picture that day. But things quickly escalated from there. Soon, the man threatened to kill her mother and kidnap her sister if she didn't agree to come by his house every day and do exactly what she was told.
0: Oh, God. In the
1: mornings, he would sit in his car near the bus stop and stare at her. Crazy. I just, I can't imagine the fear. She was eight. No. Eight. During her daily visits, he forced her, as well as other children, to perform sex acts with adults and other children while it was photographed and videotaped. He would sell the children's bodies and the images he recorded. They were always in full view of the children, but most of the time he would pose them so that the clients or so-called clients or customers, that their faces were hidden. The encounters were always violent, and Spry was left with marks and bruises and even bite marks that she would have to hide from her mom and her sister.
0: Oh, this poor girl.
1: She was a baby. A baby. Mm-hmm. This happened daily between the time of three and six. Routinely, between three o'clock, she would go to his house, climb the fire escape, and climb through the third floor window
0: the things that these children would do to protect their loved ones it's it's it's, her uh, mom
1: always thought she was at the playground and she talks about no one looked for her because she never went missing
0: yeah right
1: she um she tells her story on her website which i'll talk about later and we'll link of course (laughs) but she actually you'll hear her tell her story and it's crazy so when her mom would call her, because they could hear her mom, that's how close they yeah, were. Yeah. They could hear her mom. The man would rush her to get up and get dressed and go home. Then she would actually sit through dinner scared and numb, like nothing has ever happened.
0: Could you imagine oh, that? No. It just my heart just breaks for her and the whole situation is just unbelievable.
1: To know that only happened four houses down.
0: From her house. Yeah. Well, I, that's just, it's the proximity and you just never know. And, yeah, who is her mom was like, I'm home sometimes. every
1: day. I get you off the bus. I'm doing mm-hmm. this. Like, she had no idea this
0: was happening. She thought she was keeping her kids safe and that they were, they were, I mean, for God's sakes, they were at the church. They were at the church playground. They were in a safe place. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Sprite describes the apartment. She said it smelled like urine and feces. There were scattered beer cans. His so-called clients exchanged cash for drugs for sex with her and the other kids. They would get high and drink beer through it all. And this man would act like this was a real business. He was a professional photographer and he had customers. And the children were there to do their job.
0: Oh, God.
1: He acted like he owned them. And they were so scared that none of them ever did anything. They did everything he said. So there was other kids in the neighborhood that were also there with her she never brings them up
0: this is just but it's insane that one sick individual can control all of these children in close proximity no, and there's no there's people coming
1: com- in and out to have sex yes. with these children in this man's house while it's being videotaped and all of this is happening and no new and and nobody
0: anything. notices what that's crazy it's it's well, but i mean i mean I, I but okay i know i just I feel like you always feel like it would never happen in your area. Oh, but our area, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, it's but different here. It's different I've... here. We know everyone in the neighborhood.
1: We know this. We...
0: And I think when you get that comfort zone and you start thinking that everything, you know, that's when things happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, so she does mention that she, teachers at school start to notice that she's checking out. Yeah. Uh, She was more distant, she was withdrawn, she was depressed, and she was numbing out everything. She just was a shell of a person. And I mean, this happens between 8 and 10. So the teachers would ask her, are you all right? And she would respond with, fine. And that was the end of it. No one ever asked anything else.
0: Well, and it's interesting that you said teachers noticed. And if you think about it, kids are at school. All, all day. They're they're at school more than they're at home. And if you have a single mom, I mean, I'm imagining her working probably yeah, one, two jobs, trying to do the best she can. She sees them for dinner and then a quick bath mm. and bedtime. And half the time, she's probably working on so much stuff, she forgets to even look up and pay attention. Mm. I could see it.
1: Yeah. And I feel like there's also times where kids go through different phases, maybe where yeah. they're not yeah. as talkative or right. there's different things that happen. And we didn't know then what we know now as far as invading our kids personal space right, i guess i mean my childhood my parents never checked in no one asked me if i was okay no
0: you, yeah, it just, you yeah just you didn't do that no, it wasn't, it's different
1: it, it's different now
0: it, i agree yeah
1: um so she said she, she talks a lot about how she was scared and that she didn't know that if she spoke up that she would have been protected so one of her quotes is if someone said if this is happening to you, this is what we would do. I would have listened to that, what they were going to do first. If I thought it would work, I would have told the truth. But no one ever told me how I could be protected.
0: So and she, honestly, she, her mom may have not even had a talk with her about her body and... Boundaries. Boundaries and, and even what... I mean... They don't even really get the, the video on puberty until they're in fifth grade. You know what I mean? Like, this probably was something that was thought of as, we'll get to that when it comes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, most kids that age don't even understand what that is.
1: No. They don't. know. and I think by the time she was that far in and the bad things started to happen is when she realized they were bad things. Yeah. Surprised that her last hope of her abuse being discovered was at a doctor's visit. She was ten. All the signs were there. The doctor saw them and asked if something was happening. Good. She told him it would never happen again. And the doctor believed her. (gasps) What? He told her that if he saw it again, that they would do something. But what that something was, she didn't know.
0: So what did this doctor think? And nothing
1: was ever done after that. That was it.
0: So what, he thought that she did this willingly at school or with a friend or he didn't question or tell her mom
1: I don't know what he saw maybe he saw bruises or yeah. bite marks I don't okay, I don't okay. I don't know what it doesn't go into the detail I of the, the, and okay. what he discovered
0: okay. I was assuming it was that he realized that
1: she, she was been, being sexually yes. abused. I don't know that I think he knew he saw like I'm assuming again I'm speaking completely right because right, we don't know I don't know but I would assume that he probably saw bruises or bite marks or something and but you can't believe a 10-year-old to say that it won't happen again. Yeah. But this is when she, her hopelessness just went to a whole other level. And she promised herself she would never tell anyone what was happening to her. <laughs> like, she sealed it up.
0: And I'm sure that's common. Because look at how many people are coming out that all of this happened to in the past. And all of them felt pretty much the exact same way that you're telling me she felt. This is like a, it's a common, right? You close yourself, you shut down, you compartmentalize, and you... Keep moving forward.
1: Yeah. Jen Spry was never rescued. No one ever intervened. Oh. Her abuse only ended when the man who lived four houses down suddenly disappeared. She never even knew his name. It's oh her. my God. But just because he was gone doesn't mean her nightmare was over. She continued to live in fear. He had repeatedly told her time is money. And she knew she made him lots of that. She was worried he would show up at the bus stop and kidnap her. Every day she left her house, she wondered if that was the last time she would see her family.
0: Oh my God.
1: That is so much for a ten year old to live with. I can't even imagine. Like no. I picture our girls and I'm I just can't even
0: No, and I can't even tell you how I feel knowing that this guy got away. She never Please, even knew his name tell like me. he was just gone one day. Oh. I hope he got everything that was coming to him and more.
1: Yeah. It's... I I hope. She spent the next years of her life trying to be okay. She was running from the past. She constantly suffered from nightmares and triggers. She grew up feeling worthless. She made reckless decisions as a teen and gave away her body to just... um, I'm going to cry. Just about anyone. Um, By the age of 19, she was working in a massage parlor Because she was so broken on the inside, that's all she thought she could do. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, Poor, poor
1: She said every woman she worked with at the massage parlor was also molested as a child. Uh, But she worked harder and harder to try and make it seem like she had a normal life. By the age of 30, she had a growing business, an American patent with a registered trademark, and she was a member of the Women's Business National Enterprise National Council. No one had any idea of the secrets and the pain that she lived every single day. Wow. Uh, in 2008, her home burned down. And this was actually part of a huge historical fire that happened in Philadelphia suburbs. Oh, so okay. So it's a, not- a notable fire. And she said something changed in her. She watched her entire house and everything she worked for burn down. That moment made her realize she survived her childhood for a reason.
0: It's so sad. It's so sad. <laughs> like,
1: she, like... And I'm, like, trying to mm-hmm. cry. Um, I think she just saw everything that she was using. She finally became what she felt was successful. And then that was gone. And, yeah, nothing else was left. Um, At that point, she fin- finally decided to face her past, but only because her mother, too, had also recently passed away. Oh, So... Uh, she never told her mom her secret because she couldn't, she couldn't hurt her. I know, right? It's, ter- like, I feel
0: like I don't even I have no words. I keep saying things that I don't even no. I'm know. just trying
1: not to like start bawling, but she could never, she could never come forth with the truth because she knew how much her mom had given up and how much she had sacrificed and how hard she had worked to give her daughters a good life. So she just, she could never tell her.
0: Oh. Well, she probably knew that would just, it would break her for, for a while, if not for...
1: It would just, could you imagine you know, thinking you did everything you could, and then
0: yeah,
1: this comes back, you know, decades later that this happened to your child, and you didn't know? I,
0: I don't know how I could, I don't know how I would deal with
1: that. No, it's... I mean, she, once she sacrificed so much of herself, and then to still protect her mother. Yeah. Um...
0: This girl, this woman now, it's just, it's amazing to me what she did to protect the people she loved.
1: Yeah. No, she's, um, I mean, she's amazing. Uh, In 2009, she went to a private hospital to work on the trauma of her childhood. This is where she first learned that she had been a victim of child sex trafficking. Okay. They finally Mm -hmm. gave it a title. Yeah. Uh, And this is also where she decided that she was going to tell her story to help others. And she has spent her entire life recovering from the trauma, including multiple medical procedures on her reproductive organs to treat all of the things that had happened to her. Oh. So her body also suffered. Good in, God. In okay. Very big. Ways.
0: Yeah.
1: In 2010, she began her work in the prevention of human trafficking and also decided if she wanted people to take her seriously, she needed. The degree to back it up. So she went back to school to be a nurse. So this goes along with what she experienced. Today she's a registered nurse specializing as a forensic nurse examiner. She works as an expert in consulting and advising in human trafficking. She speaks at churches and schools and educates youth about the prevention of trafficking. She also has a special youth training where they use interactive pieces that engage the children to find their boundaries and how even terrible things can happen to smart kids. She educates advocates, social workers, medical professionals, and law law enforcement with all the tools that they need to establish trust in victims in order to provide medical care, intervention, safety, and restoration. She's basically, she became what she needed.
0: Yeah, that's... That's amazing. It's it's
1: incredible. So she doesn't blame the doctor uh for not not and not acting out on what he saw because okay. she doesn't he didn't have the tools he needed. So that's what she's doing. She's trying to give everybody the tools that they need in order to help and prevent and stop all this from happening. <sighs> right I know wow
0: I haven't God, been able to keep it this together is, on this one. Oh, it's so heavy but it's so eye-opening and I hope I really truly hope that the stories that we're sharing because more and more it's about awareness on so many different levels of different things and I just pray that it helps somebody somewhere get the help they need or you know realize the signs to look for because I sure didn't know half of the things we've learned throughout the past year
1: never I mean definitely not she's truly a hero yes and you know she's dedicated her life and career to protecting children so in addition to her human trafficking uh she's a successful businesswoman she has now three U.S. patents and a registered trademark and design logo. So she has some products that I guess are going to be coming out. Oh, okay. I don't know the detail of the products. Mm-hmm. But the products are being manufactured in by people like survivors. And they're people with disabilities. And oh, okay. And the profits from these are also going to be going back to...
0: Wow, that's amazing! Human
1: trafficking. I definitely want to know more and
0: see if we can, you know, do what we can to support and maybe share the link, depending on you. Oh, I have tons of links
1: and information, and I think this is just the first story of Mm -hmm. many. Oh, this is very a passion Mm -hmm. of ours for sure. Yeah. And how we can share what we can do to give back and to educate, and what these people are doing. She's amazing. You can go to her website, jenspray.org, where she tells her story. Uh, There's a video of it. And there's also a link where you can request her to come and speak. I don't know, obviously, with COVID, how that's going right now. Yeah, yeah. But there's some videos, too, on there of her speaking and doing her thing. And she talks about, too, why human trafficking is so hard to stop, which we know because Mm -hmm. it's all about the money. Because yeah. that's what everything yeah always surrounds, and so I read that human trafficking generates a hundred and fifty billion
0: in illegal profit per year. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, i I shouldn't be surprised, but no, it's just, but that's a lot that's of money. Lot so of it's money. right up there, um, with illegal
1: arms and drug trafficking. I mean. Well, you they're know, very comparative.
0: with all the things coming out now that we're finding out about everything, even Hollywood and how that whole behind the scenes and some of the other things we were we were talking about, even in just the self help arena, and it, it's just it's crazy how many people are involved and a lot of these people in power that can hide what they're doing. About, it's all about money,
1: yeah, and greed and power and control. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, so that's my story. Wow. And we just need to know the human track trafficking, it's everywhere. It's not just yeah. in faraway places. It could be right next door. It can. And oh. So that's Jen's by story and we'll oh. share her website. We'll share a bunch of links where you can find more information and how to help.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's really good. And I, and I also think it would be great if, there's a program or something like that, what you were talking about that she does and educates people to educate, you know, not only the doctors and nurses, but people in our school system, mm-hmm. teachers and I mean they may even be getting some of that training. I mean, it sounds I, like it. Yeah. I mean
1: she speaks at schools and stuff. Mm-hmm. So And I know, you know,
0: here we've got the Aaron's Law, which is amazing. She's such a she's a sweetheart. I remember I was in Mops with her. The mother's a preschoolers group and um, she would talk about what she was doing. And at the time I was what is this, Aaron's Law? You know, and then looking into it, I thought, wow, that's amazing. She's yes. doing something that's so. I think at the time she was only in, she had only had it passed in four states, and now I want to say it's twenty six or more. It's, it's yeah. a it's a big it's a big thing when someone takes something that hurt them growing up that 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 damaged them this severely, and they've turned it into helping so many others. You know how much I love the comeback. Now <laughs> I'm gonna cry. It's <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm i I'm sorry. Hopefully people understood me when I was talking because I had a hard time keeping it together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so on another is there anything positive going on for you? Today?
0: Well I flip mean, the script. Normally we like to have something Great as I fill the script, something really incredible, but there's just not a lot going on right now. So the only thing I can think of is that um, we started watching the Yellowstone and it's amazing. It's such a great opportunity to yeah. check out from the world. Oh, it really is. It just takes you into a whole nother place. Like it's just, it's beautiful. That, Isn't it? The now whole, we have to go to Montana. Now we have to go to Montana. But no, I mean, it's, it's not only just a great show and a great, you know, series to get into or whatever it's going to become but um you know billy and i have finally we're getting that quality time back which is so important and we we haven't we haven't been doing that you know we've both been kind of you know doing our own thing and finding ourselves busy at night and then by the time we get the kids down and it's bedtime and the day's over you know yeah no it's hard
1: yeah i don't i feel like if you're not intentional with that you can lose it Mm
0: -hmm. yeah but on the flip side of that there are definitely days now where, you know, we'll watch one episode and I'm like, okay, got to go to bed. And he's like, oh, just just 10 to 15 more minutes. Just, we got to find out what happens next. And then I know, like, once we hit play, it's, it's over. It's a whole episode. It's over. <laughs> it's We're watching so cool. the whole thing.
1: And I was trying to explain to Steve, we have to preserve it. It's going to be over. I know. And we need to enjoy it. Don't rush all the episodes. <sighs> I know. We
0: need to take in one at a time and appreciate it which she thinks I'm crazy.
1: And we're all, we're done. We're caught up until the next season comes out.
0: Yeah, but. you are. Oh, so you, wow. So you've watched three seasons? Mm-hmm. Is it three? Okay. okay. We're on like episode five. <laughs> so we're we're still the very beginning, but um, I love all the characters so far. They're all crazy. Everyone's, everyone's damaged and it's yeah. The it's character insane. development is good. It's really good so far. Yeah. No one is empty. Yeah. And I was really excited to see um, Josh Lucas plays a young Kevin Kastner because I love him. I don't know what it is about him. I love him in everything. <laughs> he's amazing. I don't know. It just, he's like my character that I'm always, he just seems like such a good old Southern sweet Down to earth. Oh,
1: that's okay because I'm obsessed with Rip. I follow him all over Instagram.
0: Cole, (laughs) did you see what Cole is doing today, Steve? He's like, Oh my god, (laughs) that's okay. I think Billy's just as obsessed. He thinks he's amazing.
1: He is amazing. He's a comeback kid once again. You gotta love that story. I
0: can't wait to hear his story. I haven't heard that one yet. So,
1: that is one of the ones I cried at. I'm not a crier ever. Ever, I mean, I got a I glimpse into that. it
0: when he was just talking to, um, you know, I want to say Kevin Costner's character because right now I just can't think of his name. And it, John. Uh, John Dutton, yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> just for a second there, I lost <laughs> it. <laughs> but he was talking to him about. What to do with one of the hands that got out of control or whatever? And this is when I found out about the train, right? Oh, the that train. I, I was take like, him Whoa, take, him I the the I was "Take him to the train. I Steve I was going to take him to the train station. You know what? If you don't get your act together, I'm take you to the train station. I was okay. like, "Holy crap! Wow! Like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. But they're attacking, and he was like, "Well, whatever you think needs to be done. And then um how he wanted somebody from the prison system or whatever to come mm-hmm. in and, and mm-hmm. work on the ranch, and mm-hmm. he's walking. You know, yeah. Oh, okay. So do, do we like, well, I haven't met Walker yet, but okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can't wait to meet Walker. Um, But it was just, it was an interesting conversation and he had said something like, you know, well, you don't, something about how you don't, you're not already a cowboy to come onto the, like you're basically, that you, you make they make cowboys Mm -hmm. like the ranch makes cowboys Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. And he was like, you know, do you think you deserved the brand before I gave it to you? And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. We're going to get into a story. And then another thing that he said that just really stuck with me and I thought was such a cool line saying, whatever you want to want to, um, kind of keep in your reservoir was, you know, he was worried about the little boy, you know, he goes, I almost lost him. Right. So Mm -hmm. he had just gotten back and he had his grandson and that's when Rip said, well, it's hard to measure almost because almost doesn't count, right? And he mm-hmm. was like, Who gave you that bullshit piece of advice? You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, You, sir. And I was like, that that is amazing. That um that line, yeah, that's amazing because it's so true and you can apply it to so many different situations.
1: Right? Oh no, it, they have such great one-liners yeah, in, in the whole That's one, that's gotta be whole, my favorite like, so far. Book. They talk about branding. Have you seen them brand something? I have,
0: yeah. Um, mm-hmm
1: which super controversial obviously
0: <laughs>
1: right <laughs> not a good thing but um it's almost like a badge of honor and then you'll find out later on and this is not really giving anything away another person discovers their branding and she points out how she she just basically says do you know why they brand things like why are things branded uh-huh. it's because so that you can be returned
0: uh-huh.
1: so a lot of them wear it as
0: uh-huh
1: like a badge of honor
0: right right
1: they're part of something because obviously all of these hands and they're
0: they're, protected they're broken
1: they come from nothing and this is right the Duttons are now Mm -hmm. their family and they wear this brand because that's their honor but it was crazy the way she's the way she said it and in the moment I'm like oh my gosh that's so crazy because it's true because no matter what when one of them like you'll see later that brand is everything mm-hmm. and it is comparative to cattle right because right right when they wander off your land they know where to take them back to or if they're stolen they know who they belong to they yeah this is going way off topic oh but,
0: now I can't wait to figure but out but it was what really happens, good but... and yeah
1: so my flip the script is I got my second COVID vaccine shot
0: that's right yay I, um, so proud of you
1: thank you yeah. it was I was okay I got it so I got it around like 10 o'clock
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Yes. So our vaccines arrived late. I was supposed to get it on Wednesday um, and they didn't arrive in time. So we started our vaccine clinic on Thursday. I didn't go in to get it on Thursday because I was working the vaccine clinic on Friday. So I was like, I'll just get it while I'm there. I'm not going to make an extra trip. Mm -hmm. And I felt okay afterwards that night. I was kind of tired. It was weird, but I'm also old and tired anyways I was like oh my gosh I can't keep my eyes open and I actually drank coffee because I had to pick Julia up from the gym yeah so I had to drink coffee to stay awake because Steve wasn't home and I was like who goes to the gym till 8 15. It's
0: like, <laughs> it was like it the was first like, time you realize like yeah, this is late this is late
1: oh my gosh I can't do this and Stella's like mom are you okay and then I went to bed at like 10 but I felt okay after that and then the next day I woke When I went to bed, my joints were a little achy. But I didn't think about it because, again, I just started working out again and everything. So I'm like, I'm all old. You need to get it together. And then the next day, I was super achy. forced myself to get on the treadmill before I could even, like, feel the light of day. Yeah. Don't even know what day it is. And then when I got off, I felt like I got hit by a freaking
0: truck. Yeah. Well, I had talked to you in the morning. And you were like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just a little sore. Like, yeah. my arm my arm hurts. and I'm like just when gonna... I couldn't lift because my mm-hmm. arm was really sore, so I just got on the treadmill. And then within, like, an hour, you were like,
1: never mind. I'm going to die. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, I was, like, sweating, but I was cold. My whole body ached. My teeth were even hurting.
0: Yeah.
1: I couldn't get warm. I I was like, what is going on? I felt like I had the flu. Like, when you have, like, the yeah. flu, the genuine flu oh, where you yeah. can't get out of bed flu, that's what it felt like. It came out of
0: nowhere. It lasted like an hour and it was gone. Which is crazy to me that it only lasted that long. You great. were like, I took a Motrin and I'm better. I I'm took like, one Motrin really?
1: too. And you know, for yeah. me, like when I get sick, oh, I'm like four Motrin. Oh, usually four at a time. Yeah, I took mm-hmm. one Motrin because I also didn't want to mask what I was feeling. So mm-hmm. another little public service announcement, when you do get your COVID vaccine, do not take something ahead of time because that's what everyone's saying to do. Yeah, We need to recognize the side effects. We are in the early stages. Please don't mask what you're feeling. Obviously, you don't need to be in discomfort. But now I'm reading all these things that people, oh, before you you know, get your vaccination, yeah. make sure you take Motrin twice and this and that. No. Mm-mm. You need to know yeah. what you're feeling. Yeah. You can treat it
0: after it happens. Unfortunately,
1: you need to feel it
0: because well, that's what they say with most of the, vac- you know, the vaccinations. Oh, give the kids a little bit of Tylenol or a little bit of whatever before you come in and, you know, do the shots. And so I think that's just been like kind of what people are used to, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so.
1: And I still didn't do that, but Julia always.
0: Yeah, we do that for Chase too. His arm blew up the last time we did yeah, the still... vaccination. Julia
1: always has a fever for two days afterwards. And I mean, mm-hmm. she's had that forever, but it's just the way your immune system responds. Right. So every time I get the flu shot, I feel sick the next day. Within three hours of getting the flu shot, I can feel sick. I can almost really time it. Okay. But people think it's getting the flu, but it's not. It's your immune system responding to the mm-hmm. vaccine. That's how your immune system. Yeah. It's just how you're made. So
0: yeah.
1: just a little friendly. And hopefully whoever gets it, when the public gets it, or if you're next in line, you'll have my experience and it won't be bad.
0: Yeah, hopefully not, but, I mean, it's kind of nice to know that it didn't last very long. No. You can handle an hour of discomfort.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know it's not COVID, it's just the right. the vaccine doing its job. It's kind of like when you get a fever,
0: Yeah, you know yeah. that it's
1: your body working to
0: right, right, do its thing. Well, that's good. I think that would probably help a lot of people because I know people are, they're trying to find out as much as they can about what's going on with the vaccines and how people are feeling, and so hopefully you'll give them a little peace of mind. Yeah. That so not that it wasn't bad. perfect, but yeah,
1: definitely miles. I would do it again.
0: Good. Well, that's great. I think, man, I don't, I, I really don't have a whole lot else going on. So I think that kind of wraps up our, yeah. our episode. But again, if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing, you like our podcast, want to help spread the word and um, please do please share with your friends what we're doing. And, you know, if something that we're saying resonates with you and you think somebody else needs to hear it, you know, let them, let them know, hop over. And wherever you listen, you know, we'd appreciate five stars. The more, more reviews and ratings we get, the more that people will see our podcast. That'll definitely help us out. And we're the wicked ones podcast everywhere you go, Instagram, Facebook, our website. So hop over and say hi. Send us a note. Tell us what you want to hear. So I've already gotten a few requests, so I need to kind of figure out where they fit in. But until next time, hopefully you guys had a great January and you've made it through hopefully one one week left, right? For dry January. Mm-hmm. So you can do it if you're doing the dry January. Yeah. And then we're ready for the season of love. Yes. <laughs> Just wait. Bye-bye. Yeah.